2: Hello and welcome to your Friday episode of locked on Raptors Sean here with you as always and on today's show we are digging into the Toronto Raptors eighth straight victory taking down the very pathetic Houston Rockets last night. In Houston on the second night of a back-to-back, we're going to dig into our biggest takeaways from the game, talk about some Pascal Siakam stats, which are starting to get pretty hilarious, and we're going to hand out the dude of the game, as we always do on a game recap show. Plus, Thaddeus Young on his way to Toronto. We're going to dig further into his fit and where he's going to slot in to this Raptors rotation with today's guest, JR Manitad from Sportsnet 590, the fan. It's going to be a great one. Stick around. Oh, look, like, because when I shot I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to miss so. Episode number 1117 of Locked on Raptors for Friday, February the 11th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. And you can also find the podcast free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So please go follow, subscribe, rate, and or review. Plus, you can go to YouTube and hit that big red subscribe button to support the show. We are up at 1,600 subs on the YouTube channel. We love to see it. Let's continue to grow and juice those stats, baby. Uh, and as always, big thank you for making us your first listen of the day. All right. On today's show, we've got another Raptors win to talk about. They are 31-23. and 23. They are four games out of first place In the Eastern Conference, and we're going to talk about our big takeaways, go through some very, very big-time Pascal Siakam numbers of late, hand of the dude of the game, etc. Thad Young, also, we got to revisit it. I haven't really talked to anybody outside of myself and Jeff Garcia on yesterday's podcast about Thad Young. I need some Raptors perspective. We're going to do that with today's guest jr manitat from sportsnet 590 the fan the man who asks me on the radio all the time <laughs> so i figured why not return the favor jr how's it going man
1: good man i do appreciate you inviting me on. i know it's been there's, there's been so many texts between me and you uh, about <laughs> you coming on my show for sportsnet today sportsnet tonight it's only uh i can only do return the favor and i do appreciate you inviting me on i do appreciate you having me on the podcast today
2: yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you're taking those Raptors games. You're producing Raptors games. You're hanging out with Alex and Will. Alex on the weekends with the with the, <laughs> the Will Lou show and all that. So, I mean, you, you're steeped in this team. So, let's dive into last night's game against... The Rockets, boy, oh boy, the Rockets are a deeply (laughs) unserious basketball team. It was really nice to see the Raptors not have to really try and still win by 19. Like, this was not their best game, probably their worst game since they took on the Blazers and lost, like, over, what, what, three weeks ago at this point? Like, they've been that good since then. Um, So it's hard to pull real takeaways against a non-real basketball team. But JR, what do you got? What's your biggest takeaway from the Raptors' win last night?
1: I mean, besides Gary Trent Jr. scoring another forty-point game and another thirty-plus <laughs> point game, I mean, it was it was evident that the Raptors they need to start on time. They almost yeah. lost the first quarter, first half in terms <laughs> of uh, letting the Rockets get going. With the Rockets being the last place in in the Western Conference or just being one of the worst teams in the NBA, you can't let that happen. You got to be serious. You can't you can't think you're nice, but you have to be. You have to play serious and it was kind of concerning cuz Fred VanVleet was not wasn't playing he had a left corner mm-hmm. soreness and he wasn't feeling well uh in the morning and the, the raptors were like one in four without Fred VanVleet heading into right. the season so that was really concerning and they just i mean Gary Chen Jr he did his best to carry the team as well as Pascal Siakam they scored about you know 25 plus points or 42 p- points in the first half to carry yeah. the team um but it was it was about starting on time, but it, they were able to have that. You know, we've always talked about it in the past years, ever since the championship run, ever since Kyle Lowry was here as well with Damar. They've always talked about next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Gary Tran Jr. And obviously Pascal Siakam has been on a, a freaking tear the past <laughs> few games with, with, in February. Um, but yeah, Gary Tran Jr., he stepped up uh, in this game, you know, scoring 42 points five steals that's pretty yeah pretty good for five steals
2: two nights in a row for him two
1: nights in a row ten steals within two games against probably i don't know top top two bottom two teams in the in the in the yeah. west but <laughs> either way just on a small part gary Chen jr's like defensive ability has been go- mm-hmm. growing and steadily but being able to start on time was was one of the stronger concerns for the Raptors this year. I, for there's been plenty of games that they haven't started on time with, with yeah. and without Fred Van Vliet, especially with that Detroit Pistons game when we you know we were very concerned about. Um, <laughs> but I think with Gary Trent and Pascal Siakam being able to carry those Raptors again, um, we have so many options on the floor. Um, yeah. OG and Obi can score. Scotty Barnes can score. Um, our whole starting lineup can score, um, and we were it, it was able we were we were able to see some of our bench players step up as well with Malachi Flynn. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, again, like being able to play without Fred VanVleet is concerning, but they were able to manage their way through it, and mm. it, we were lucky to get. I, I would not say luckily. I mean, the the Rockets are bad. they're they're bad. They're but really bad. Man. We we got the win. <laughs> we got the win. It was well deserved uh, on a back to back as well on the road. Yeah. Um, ending the quick road, uh, uh, road trip so they're going back home and they're, waiting, they're going to face Denver on Saturday and it was a good win it was a good win it was a good uh, showcase of uh, the, the our one of our top two players Pascal Siakam and yeah. uh, Gary Trent Jr.
2: Yeah I mean this was a game I thought it was kind of indicative of like the growth that the team has undergone over the last little while here and that you know there was a time this season where they didn't have the margin of error to play Poorly against even a bad team you mentioned that Pistons game you mentioned a few other games that were happening earlier the season where they were kind of playing down to competition and when things weren't going along swimmingly and the starting five wasn't producing at the crazy rate it's been producing it got pretty tricky because the bench wasn't filling in and there just was no margin for error last night you saw that there is now a margin for error for this team because A, Pascal Siakam is playing like an otherworldly All-NBA player. And when that happens, you tend to have a little bit of cushion. And, you know, I just was really, really impressed with the way they were able to win this game with like their C game. And I think that matters, right? Like, yeah, you'd like to see them have full effort all the time. But there's also like a kind of nice element to not having to try super hard to beat a team like all of their games recently it feels like have been super close very high stakes very high stress very burdensome on these guys bodies last night was not that Yes, the rockets like flirted with coming back sometimes they would do the the Bradley Beal thing which is uh, hit a 3 to bring your team within 10 points and then like you know pump your chest out and then you know proceed to give up a 7-0 run immediately after that you know, there's a team of future Bradley Beals over there with Porter Jr. and Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, etc. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought the margin for error on display in this game was, was you know, a, a nice key factor for this team because that has not been the thing that's existed so far this year. And it was in, it was very much on display last night. You know, it wasn't even like the formula for a regular Raptors game this year. You mentioned no Fred, Trent and Siakam are awesome, but I don't think Achua, OG, or Barnes had particularly great games in the starting five. They really won this game with Siakam and Trent, and then their bench contributions that you mentioned were really effective as well. We're going to dig in a little bit to the bench guys. I think when we talk about Thaddeus Young as we try to figure out where Thad's going to slot into the rotation. Um, I just want to share a couple of numbers on Pascal Siakam because he has been just so damn good. He feels inevitable. Last night against the Rockets, just like Whatever he wanted, he was getting. The Rockets stood no chance, stood even less of a chance than Poku did guarding Siakam for the <laughs> Thunder the night before, which is saying something because Poku is uh not an NBA player. Um Over the last five games, Siakam is at 28 points, 10 boards, 6 assists, on 69% true shooting. It's crazy. He's already kind of uh, threatening to pass Fred VanVleet. He's already ahead of him in terms of total scoring. He's also just .2 percentage points behind him in true shooting as well, 56.4 on the season. It's been a really nice uptick for him there with the efficiency lately. And his PER... Look, PER, flawed stat, we don't really care about PER anymore. It was the original fancy stat, and now it's just kind of like another thing that we have on the basketball reference page. But when the PER is very high, it tends to correspond with a very good basketball player. That still remains true. Right now, Pascal C. Ockham's PER is 25.0. And this is player efficiency ratings, John Hollinger stat, if you're not familiar. 25.0. That is quite good to compare... The highest PER in Raptors history in a single season is Kawhi Leonard with 25.8 in his one season with the team. The next two highest are 25.0 and it's Chris Bosh in 2009-10 when he was unstoppable that year before getting hurt and leaving the <laughs> leaving the Raptors <laughs> under maybe the less than <laughs> ideal circumstances and Vince Carter in 2000-2001 the year they went to the second round, probably the peak of the Vince experience. With the Raptors. That's the level we're talking about with Pascal Siakam's play this season. He's been insane. What were your thoughts last night watching him go to work against uh, a very, very porous Rockets defense? 26 points in the first half on 11 of 15. Didn't even need to really do much in the second half, but man, he was just outstanding.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a uh it was a great game from Pascal Siakam. He's been on a tear since February. I mean, since ever since the new calendar year in 2022. Yeah. Um it was obviously that he was an All-Star snub, but he was able to earn some honors this past week with Eastern Conference uh, Player of the Week, and I do mm-hmm. believe he might I'm not too sure how the February works, but he definitely should be uh Player of the Month uh coming soon. Um, he but might yeah, be player
2: he, of the week again. His numbers have yeah. been better than his numbers last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's crazy. You brought up. I saw your tweet that his true shooting t- uh, percentage, and you talked about it already. Uh, his six nine percent. He's yeah. been scoring efficiently efficiently uh, in the past. Yeah, f- uh, few games. I mean, obviously in the last four. Against Atlanta, 68%. Charlotte, 62%. OKC. Obviously, OKC is not a great defensive team. They're small. Pascal Siakam can easily take it to the rim. And uh, he was scoring at least 76% off the field for against OKC. And tonight, last night against the Rockets, 71%. He's been scoring on a tear. And he's, he's been able to do it on both ends of the court, on defensively and offensively. And he's able to stretch out his game whether he need, he needed to or not. He was able to go in the rim, get some fouls, uh, get a lot of points in the paint. That's where he does most of the work of, for his offense. Uh, and he's able to shoot it as well from the three-point line whenever he needs to. Um, and then there was one point where he just you know, stepped back and shot a three from the from the top of the three-pointer, which was really good. But honestly, Pascal Siakam has been really unfair lately yeah. <laughs> and for other teams. <laughs> and it's kind of scary to see that he, he is playing so well. And it, it looks like his shoulder... It looks good. It looks to be okay now, uh, yeah. and he looks to be one of the, our, 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 obviously our top uh, go-to option uh, when it comes to our starting five. And again, we have so many options for our starting five. Our, our bench is is still concerning, and we'll yeah. we'll talk about it later. But within the starting five, we're able to figure out um, that we have so many options that we can choose from, whether it be Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet, or OG Ananobi. Could be Scottie mm-hmm. Barnes some nights could be Gary Trent Jr. scoring another 30 piece uh alongside Pascal Siakam or Fred VanVleet um but Pascal Siakam has been scoring and playing so well and it's 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 good to see him play that, uh, this way and mm-hmm. pretty much bringing uh, his t- uh this team to uh, back to the, our winning ways and hopefully we get to a point where we we are 10 games above 500 and we continue to climb up <laughs> on the standings and mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam um, continues to help us uh through that uh with his offense and his defense as well. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, he's playing as well as any best player in the Eastern Conference right now, save for maybe Joel Embiid. Like, he's been that good. He's just uh, all-encompassing. It's been outstanding. His shooting, by the way, like, where his bread is being buttered, you know, at the rim, he's 74%, which is a career high, 74.3 inside three feet per basketball reference. Uh, Three to 10 feet, 48.6%, also a career high, uh, save for his rookie season, which is a very small sample, of course uh of course 10 to 16 feet as well where this mid-range game has really kind of popped up he's at 44.8% on a way higher volume than he was back in his career high of 46.8% back in 2018-19 that was just uh 0.19% of all of his or I guess 1.9% yeah that is 1.9% of all of his shots came from that range it's now up to 14% of his shots are in that range this year and he's shooting 44.8% like he's just been Everything for this team is up to 35% on threes. It's just outstanding. And you're getting to the point now where I don't even know what you're supposed to do with him. If you're opposing (laughs) team, there's just nothing that you can really do. He's amazing. Um, We're going to continue to talk about Thad Young coming up in just a second to sort of dive back into that deal. Get some thoughts from JR on where Thad's gonna fit in, his reaction to the deal when it came down. We'll get to that in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs and right on to the big game this weekend. Betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasted news this season. And it's not just football. Betonline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. MLB will be on there, too, eventually, uh, maybe in 2024 or whenever Rob Banford gets his garbage together. Either way, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is where the game starts. Go check him out.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA
2: is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league – helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on with your first listen of the day here on Locked On Raptors with JR Manitad from Sportsnet 590, the fan hanging out. Uh, Thad Young. Yesterday, of course, the big addition for the Toronto Raptors—big in air quotes—I mean, it's a—it's <laughs> yeah. it's an addition. Um, it's you know, I—I I, it, I know it's not like a needle mover because none of the podcasts I've listened to in the last twenty-four hours from all the different NBA people I listen to have even mentioned the Thad Young trade. So it's not exactly anything that's changing the overall picture of the Eastern Conference necessarily, yeah. but. I do think it helps out the Raptors in terms of depth and just having warm bodies and also another guy who fits exactly the mold of player that the Raptors tend to value, which is six foot seven to six (laughs) foot nine guys who can defend and pass. Um, JR, what was your reaction when the deal came down yesterday? Were you enthused? Were you disappointed? Were you just, you know, happy to get another guy on the roster and your impressions on Thad Young as a potential fit with the team?
1: When I get when I got the notification that uh, Goran was moved, mm-hmm. at first at first it's like finally it was about time uh, that we actually we actually got a player in return that is actually going to contribute and play because mm-hmm. it's it's, we, it's been lingering lingering for so long that we had a player that's in Miami, but wasn't playing for it, it was in Tampa Bay <laughs> in Tampa Bay because yeah. we we're not in Tampa Bay anymore <laughs> we're in we're in Toronto and we're on, and we're on the road sometimes. But we had a player that is on our roster, on the payroll, and that wasn't uh, on the bench or on the mm-hmm. roster with 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 the team, on the plane traveling, etc. But now we actually have a player coming back that's actually going to con- come in and contribute. We had to expire, mm-hmm. it's an expiring deal uh, for an expiring deal and add along a few picks. Yes, I can I, I understand some Raptors fans were concerned about the picks that were moved along, but in in this case. There were obviously talks about or articles and people were talking about how this draft upcoming draft is not too deep it's not yeah. too deep but then again it's 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 where what bobby webster said yesterday uh and his mm-hmm. in, to uh in his post game conference or you know after the trade deadline he talked about how this is where the usually the raptors operate in terms of the late first round early second mm-hmm. round and even though this isn't a deep draft on paper there's going to be a diamond or rough um, somewhere. And I'm pretty, like, I trust in the drafting or draft scouts in the Toronto uh, Raptors head office that they're able to find someone um, deep in the draft, even though it might not be marked as a deep draft, but we're able to, you know, hopefully find another player that can be suitable for a two-way uh, contract that could play in the G league or on the Raptors uh, soon or, or next year. But in terms of the fad young deal, Again, it's an expiring deal for an expiring deal. We actually have a body that's actually going to come in and play instead of having to sit in Miami. Um, like, like, uh, first concerns, if if, if there were some serious concerns, I, I I do sympathize for Goran Dragic and, and earlier when he wasn't able to be with the team for personal reasons. But mm-hmm. later on, it was very concerning that he's able to post on social media that he's working on in Miami with the former team <laughs> in the former place that he used to work at. Um, but again, Thad Young... It's a great pickup in terms of mm-hmm. having a body that we can use right away. He can pass. He's a veteran. He contribute uh, and and fit. he does fit in our mold, as you said, in terms mm-hmm. of being a, a big a big forward. And obviously, we have a lot of forwards on our on our bench and on our whole team. But the, the main thing I look at it now in terms of uh, outside of the numbers that he brings us and on court stuff is the veteran experience that Goran Dragic yeah. wasn't able to provide. Goran Dragić did provide a little bit uh, and and I'm not I'm not there. I'm uh, I, even though I produce for Raptors games, I'm still yeah. not there in the arena um and there was the a time,
2: time. where Dragić and Scotty Barnes were best Exactly. The yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I,
1: that's where I'm trying to go to uh in terms yeah. of Goran Dragić helping this young team uh grow because Goran Dragić was the oldest player on the Raptors so like yep. this year next to yep. Ken Burch, who was 29 years old. But now it's Thad Young who's the oldest now, and he's able to bring that veteran experience that or veteran experience on and off the court, off court especially for Scotty yeah. Barnes and the rest of the team. If, uh, uh, Fevin and Pascal second yeah, they're young vets, but they're still in their twenties. Yeah. Thad Young has miles, exp- so much experience, years in the NBA that he has in has in him that he can he can help out Scotty Barnes and all these young guys, of Banton, off court, off court especially. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking forward to more, uh, more often, uh, mostly, and what Bad Young can bring. And, and that's mm-hmm. not going to be showing up on 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 paper. Um, that's not going to be showing up in uh, you know articles. Maybe, maybe if someone yeah. has inside sources. But but you know what I mean in, in terms of yeah. bringing that uh, veteran experience off the court. That's why I really want to see if if he can give that off. And now, uh, obviously, with 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 contributions on the court, it, it, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I do think this is going to be. Uh, a weird transition in terms of having to figure out what what this bench will start to look like, even yeah. though we actually we have a bench now, or we have a full uh, roster that we can use from um, in terms of our our lineup, or in terms of the players that we have. There's there's no, I don't think anyone's going to be moved uh, anytime soon. Uh, we yeah. saw again, like with Ma- Malachi Flynn, he's about to get start start uh, get some minutes now. He he's starting mm-hmm. to get some confidence back, um, and uh, with without having the trade deadline lingering, that he might uh, thinking about, oh, I might get traded, but he, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna get some minutes. So this fad Young deal, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's small, but it was something that needed to be done in terms of the mm-hmm. Goran Dragic situation.
2: Yeah, I mean it's again it's unsexy, but you were never gonna do something sexy with Goran Dragic and even a pick. And look, the the, the like you said, they dropped maybe ten spots in the draft. It right. is totally fine. And you know, there's arguments to be made that a second rounder, considering the Raptors' situation with flexibility and whatnot. Might actually benefit them more than a first rounder, which comes with a, you know, a guaranteed commitment and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about the return or anything like that. And, and to your point about Thad Young just kind of being the adults in the room, like, yes. I think teams need that guy, right? Yeah. Teams need dudes who have been around. And I like your point, too. This goes to, I don't know if you if you ever listened to uh, Drew Fairservice and his many Blue Jays podcasts. How did to yeah, love love Drew Fair service and he always makes a really good point when it comes to like veteran help and guys that you bring in. Like there's something to the idea of having a guy who's made a lot of money able to impart wisdom to other guys as to how to make a lot of money. You know, that yeah. Young's been in the NBA forever. Since 2007, he's made 123 million dollars as an NBA player. Like you're telling me Delano Banton is not going to like open his ears to, to, to what Thad Young has to say? Yeah. That Precious Achua is not going to be open to any sort of tutelage or guidance from him? Like, that is a like an unspoken part, not part of the on court fit that does matter. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. And I also think, like, you know, there was this sort of, you know, tenor of, oh, well, they didn't get anything they actually needed. They didn't get a shooter. They didn't get a ball handler. They didn't get a big. Well, I I think we've got to put to bed the idea of positions with this team because they have said with all of their actions, we don't give a damn about positions. Like, it just doesn't (laughs) matter to us. Call Thad Young a point guard. We don't care. It doesn't matter. We have five guys on the floor. They play basketball. Positions don't matter. And I think Thad Young, with his playmaking and with his defense and just, like, his general stoutness and steadiness, like, there's just – there's not really – a concern here for me in terms of the fit. They're going to find a way to work him in. Yes, it's going to be weird, but guess what's been weird all season long? The Raptors bench. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to change things. It's just, it's still going to be weird and kooky and funky. It's just going to be better because Thad Young is a better player than a lot of the guys they have in house. Like, I think he steps in and is probably like their sixth or seventh best guy, which is awesome. It's nice to get an extra player you can throw in there, who I also think can help, you know, take a little bit of the burden off of Pascal Siakam, off of Scotty Barnes, as the the four the playmaking forwards on the team. Obviously, you want the ball in Siakam's hands a lot. He's incredible, as we've talked about already on today's show. But yeah. anytime you can get him off the ball and have him play you know, a little bit less of a taxing set of minutes, give three or four possessions to Th- for Thad Young to run from dribble handoffs at the elbow or in the short roll or whatever it might be, I think that is a pretty effective way to help limit the burden on these guys. And ultimately, that is what you need. It's just uh, these guys are playing so hard, so many minutes, any extra help in terms of a guy who can soak up minutes and do some of the things that some of the, the main guys in the team do, was going to be a help. So, you know, I'm fascinated. Do you have a particular lineup that you're excited to see Thad Young play within? It was a little parlor game here. Just give me a five man look that you're pretty excited to see Thad Young play with.
1: I, I I could expect Nick nurse, you know, he does the little tinkering, Of his lineup, but show me. I I don't think this is going to happen. But show me a Thad Young, Precious Achua, Cam Birch, uh, Chris Boucher, and maybe DeLano Banton. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen. That's not going to happen. But in terms of lineup, no
2: offense, all try. No, just just just
1: defensive ability and uh, defensive menaces on the court. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but it, it, in terms of the line, I don't, I don't think I have a, a particular lineup at the, at the moment, or like off the top of my head, but I do think in terms of seeing what, what Nick Nurse might be doing in the next few games before the, uh, for, before the all-star break, because we've we got a few games before the all-star break that can figure out what this team can be top to bottom, including Thad Young, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of transitional, um, lineups, uh, yeah. on the court, we've seen one last night when OG Anunoby was pretty much carrying the bench um mm-hmm. without Pascal Siakam when Pascal Second. was Sack, a won one by the way I yeah. can't
2: believe it worked but it did
1: <laughs> I was watching it I was watching the replay this morning and it there, it was it was evident that it was they were struggling a little bit um mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets were able to get it down to single digits but I mean they were able to get back up to like 10 plus points for the Raptors um but what so, like a like that when the starters are mixed in with the bench is what I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing how that works. Like if Thadion can play with Fred Van Vliet, um, and mm. Thad Young can be, I'm not going to compare him to Marc Gasol, but he could be our Marc Gasol <laughs> if he needs to. And or, I mean, just be, just be a point forward in terms of having to bring up the ball. Once uh, obviously that's the philosophy that the Raptors have when you grab the rebound, bring up the ball and push up the mm-hmm. court but when you have Thad Young bring up the ball maybe that that leaves a chance for Gary Tran Jr and Frevin Leeds to come off picks curl and you know play off ball stuff like that is something i'm looking forward to um mm-hmm. but yeah i I'm, I'm really want to see how Nick Nurse tinkers with this lineup in terms of having mixing in with the starters and the bench because at the bench right now just just mm-hmm. the bench if none of the starters are on the court that's not going to be successful at this point. Um, maybe no. it will, maybe in the next few uh, weeks, we might see something like that. Like the emergence of Delano Banton or uh, Malachi Flynn, maybe Shafi, maybe mm-hmm. Justin Champagny, if he gets called back up and, you know, hopefully he gets converted to a, a, a nice little contract here. Yeah. Um, that's probably going to happen at some but stu- point. But here, stuff like think, that, man. but stuff like that, like the bench right now, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a, a fan of it, but I want to see mm-hmm. how it works with our starters and I uh, see the mixing of the lineups.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I mean, they've been pretty heavy with the staggers, right? Like, they're very. Really, I think they only had the moment last night where they had that weird OG led lineup because they didn't have Fred, right? Like, Fred and Pascal are available. One of those guys is going to be on the floor at all times. And I think I'm pretty intrigued by the different ways that Thad can kind of play off of those guys. Like, I think playing with Fred in particular as a short role guy, as someone who you know when two when two two do come to the ball in a pick and roll. You know, I I like the idea of Fad sort of getting that outlet pass and working with a four on three. You know, we can work that dribble handoff game as well. It's a big part of his sort of repertoire. I I am pretty intrigued, but also uh, give me a lineup where it's Pascal at point guard, Fad at shooting guard. You're just, I'm just writing down names on the page. Uh, (laughs) You get OG, Scotty, and then Chris Boucher. Like that, I think, is the optimal, like funky, everyone is big lineup they can go to now. And I think that's a pretty fun one. It's yeah. light on shooting, but guess what? The Raptors are always light on shooting, so yeah. who cares? It's, they'll, they'll figure they'll, it they'll out, find and a that'll way. that'll be <laughs> pretty impenetrable on defense. Uh, JR, we're going to round out the show. We're going to get to the dude of the game in just one second here. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Shopify. Cha-ching, you hear that sound? I love that sound. That is the sound that makes me smile because it's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses only, so startups and up. Starts and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly, effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify is here to help you along the way. And uh, you can reach customers online across social platforms with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked at NBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. And today's show is brought to you by our pals over at Built Bar, making the best tasting protein bar money can buy. They've got everything that you could ever want, from delicious fruity flavors to mint brownie and, you know, more sort of sweet confections. They have marshmallow puffs as well. They've also got things like Built Boost and a whole bunch of other great things you can check out on their website. So go and find the product for you over at Built. Calm. Most of their bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that with the usual candy bar, which at a minimum is going to have like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar. That is so much sugar. It's crazy. And dozens of net carbs. You don't want that you want to get Built Bars India, they can help you through the day. I had a Built Bar yesterday. I went for a morning ski because on the trade deadline day, I usually like to uh, not be online between the, more, the hours of like 8 a.m. and noon because it's a healthy thing to do. So I went for his little ski and a Built Bar got me through the day. It was a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, morning, powered by Built Bar. Built Bar, they're amazing. They taste great. They've got a flavor for everybody. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we are rounding out the show here with the segment that we finish off every episode of the show with, the dude of the game, a guy who was not the star of the game, who was very very effective um you know a, a, an honorable mention here we, we did not really talk about Gary Trent Jr that much on today's podcast you did bring Gary Trent Jr as a potential dude of the game just because of how freaking good he was um it goes a little against the spirit of the rule but that's fine he was awesome 42 <laughs> points like 15 to 26 just incredible stuff Gary Trent Jr we love the heat checking man himself Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr only wish to have Gary Trent Jr's sauce one day um but the actual dude of the game is a guy who you've mentioned a couple times already when talking about the bench guys and someone who might benefit from the arrival of Thaddeus Young in particular and actually played a pretty nice game last night in 23 minutes of action with no Fred Van Vliet. We're going Malachi Flynn. JR, what did you like about Malachi Flynn's game last night? He goes for 8 points, 5 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals on 3 of 6 shooting in 22 minutes and a team best plus 23. Plus 23, baby. what? malachi flint stat line what, what, unbelievable what do you got what, what, why was he the dude of the game selection for yeah
1: you? i mean arguably arguably the best one of his best games of the season because he hasn't been playing much yeah um <laughs> but the reason why i chose him it's it's the relief that he might have um in terms of having thad young um coming mm-hmm. in um and the trade deadline in, in more particular the trade deadline passing it, it opens up uh, finally, that Nick Nurse can probably try to trust in Malachi Flynn, and obviously sure. it was it was it was it was easy last night because Fred VanVleet was out and there was an open spot, and Thaddeus Young wasn't you know with the team right now. He's going to be coming soon, hopefully maybe on Saturday, but it, it was an open spot for Malachi Flynn to showcase his um his his work, and he was able to do mm-hmm. that, being able to contain the dribble, being able to contain some double teams here and there, and he was able to m- make some crazy shots um yeah uh, a few i think in the third quarter or some some during during the game um on the left on the left wing uh contested three uh shot clock winding down just hoisted up and he was able to hit it there was there was <laughs> another one. Um, where he was going to his left again, um, made a smooth crossover. I, I posted it online just recently. I saw it again this morning, and I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? How did I miss this one? Crossover, <laughs> step back, three, contested three again, and he hit yeah. that shot. Malachi Flynn hopefully get, should get some more minutes. Hopefully, he show, he's showing Nick Nurse that he can, he can trust in him, uh, both on defensive and offensive end. Yeah, there's mm. some cases where Malachi Flynn gets blown by uh, on one-on-one defense. But then again it's a team game hopefully and then there's there's some points where uh malachi Flynn did get blown by uh, on defense and ken birch was able to help out and secure secure a block so hopefully mm-hmm. stuff like that can be cleaned up and you know malachi Flynn is hopefully uh a, a, another backup point guard that we can trust and use um in terms of if Fev and fleet is ever in foul trouble or any of our playmakers are in foul trouble or if we just mm-hmm. need another boost off the bench so malachi flynn due to the game uh congrats <laughs> but hopefully we get yeah. to see you more um in in the games coming up soon so hopefully you get you're, you're relieved that the trade down is over um and we get to see more and he's a fan favorite at this point you, you could see it on raptors twitter <laughs> and raptors twitter is the best one of the best twitters in the in the nba everyone was happy for malachi flynn just for just mm-hmm. that one number plus 23 that's a big stat yeah. Being able to contri- contribute outside of the current numbers that he has, with in terms of like a points or rebound stuff, but he, he's able to uh, have some positive, um, you know, contributions on the court. And hopefully, mm-hmm. we get to see that more.
2: Yeah, I, I was really impressed with him last night. In particular, you mentioned the shot making. I mean, what have we said on this podcast in the past? Like, he is going to make his bones in the NBA, or at least on this Raptors team with shop making it's something the Raptors lack off the bench in particular and it's a skill set he brings in theory it's what he's kind of always been built on that and his pick and roll orchestration and look the Raptors are not a team that run a lot of pick and roll and so it's just not really been a harmonious fit there as, as you mentioned again I'll source this to Joe Wolfond, our pal over at the score and pound the rock you know, the idea of Flynn and Thaddeus Young getting to work and pick and roll together is kind of intriguing because that is a real strength of Thad's on the short roll. That That's something that pr- is pretty exciting if you're Malachi Flynn, I think, in just terms of how these second units are going to come together. Look, there's going to be a minutes crunch here. If you get the performances you got last night, where you got Banton playing a really strong 20 minutes, another due to the game contender, 10 points on five of eight for him. I mean, that was a really, really nice game there. You got Boucher, obviously. Achua is going to come off the bench when they're healthy. Like there's not going to be a ton of minutes to go around in the second unit, but Flynn does something that the guys in the Raptors' typical bench rotation do not, and that is handle the ball and make shots. And so if he can do that, I mean, all the power to him, amazing stuff for him. And I think there is a potential role here going forward. I wouldn't bank on it necessarily because he is not six foot seven to six foot nine, which <laughs> is very clearly the Raptors type. Um, but if he continues to play like he did last night, you mentioned the shot making, like the hugely contested shot in the corner. Like that felt like a really meaningful moment for him based on where his struggles have really been. And I think you know, self-creating the odd three here and there, like he did in the first half that you lay like, outlined there, too. It's not bad. He walked into a mid-ranger as well, just kind of moseyed in there and and pulled up uh, for his other bucket. Like, really encouraging stuff from Flynn. Gonna need to see a lot more of it, but there have been some pretty nice flashes in the games where he has played recently to suggest that, hey, maybe the Raptors are sitting here with, like, a secret 11-man depth chart that they can go to and they can kind of mix and match (laughs) as opposed to a 7-man depth chart if all these guys are going to pop on the same night. And I still believe that Utah should get back in at some point here too, but he only played six minutes last night. Um, Still, man, uh, that's a, it's a good pick. Malachi Flynn, congrats to him. Really nice game overall. Nice to see him show out. And with that, we're going to round out today's show. JR, thanks so much for popping on, man. Anything that people should be checking out, the stuff that you're working on, the stuff that you're producing, what shows should people listen to after, of course, they listen to Locked On Raptors every day?
1: <laughs> yeah, after you lo- watch and listen to Locked On Raptors every day, uh, shout out to Sean Woodley, Uh definitely do check out where I work at, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Check out our podcast, especially the Raptors show, uh, Smith & Jones in the morning. So you get a little bit of a dose of morning and afternoon Uh, programming. got Smith & Jones, 10 to 12. You got uh, Will Lose and Alex Wong's Raptors show from 2 to 3. We also have a weekend show that I personally produce with Alex on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So you get that Saturday Raptors fix from 12 Mm -hmm. to one so definitely check us out sportsnet 590 the fan i do appreciate you having me on i do uh, and obviously we talked about it you haven't you've, you've been on so many shows that i've asked you <laughs> to come on i might have to ask you on uh very shortly maybe yeah man uh, but uh i do <laughs> appreciate time, you. i'm around i do appreciate you uh inviting me on i do appreciate you uh having me on on, on the raptors podcast show Of course,
2: man. Uh, Thanks for being here. Everyone go check out Jr. Follow him. Twitter handle is right there on the screen at JRmanitat Manitad underscore. Uh, You can find me at Woodley Sean, of course, uh, and uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts for the low, low price of On the House, whether it's on the favorite podcast apps for audio or on YouTube. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, It's been a nice week over on the YouTube, and thank you to all of those who have uh, gotten on the YouTube wave and are okay looking at my dumb face every day. Uh, Big thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Go make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets, as the Super Bowl is just two days away. And if you plan on putting some money down, you're actually just doing yourself a disservice to not listen to Locked on Bets because your boy Q and Lee Sterling over there have everything you might need to know to help you win some money ahead of the big game on Sunday. So go check them out. Thank you for tuning in all week long. We'll be back again next week to talk about the Thad Young era, beginning in earnest on Saturday to take on the Denver Nuggets in a really important game. It's their last home game for a little while before going back out on the road, and then they have the All-Star break, etc. cetera, and this should be a pretty interesting test for a Raptors team that has uh, said, hey, we don't need centers. Jokic certainly provides a challenge to that ethos. We will uh, dig into that on Monday with Vivek Jacob and tee up the week to come. And that will do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye bye.